you know, I'm always looking for a hand up with my product to get it to the next level. And I'm always looking to give a hand up to those who need a hand up uh, in, in building their business. Um, don't give up. Don't give up. If you believe in your product, it'll work. You just got to hang in there. Despite how many storms you encounter, you will get through it. If you have faith in yourself, you just keep moving that product forward. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. Trust me. I thought mine was. I had visions of grandeur that I'd be one and done. And here I am, what, two and a half years later? Two years and two months. But you know what? What keeps you revigorated is you're selling. You're selling products, maybe not at the level you want, but you got to keep going. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Back on the show and joining me today is Ken Kwiatkowski. Ken is the inventor and the founder of the Grasshole System, a revolutionary new way to protect sprinkler heads from trimmer damage, mower damage, vehicle damage, etc. I originally spoke with Ken back in December of 2021, which is episode 62. So if you're curious to learn more of Ken's kind of startup story, go ahead and listen to episode 62. And today we're going to get an update from Ken to see how his business has progressed, what he's learned, those sorts of things over the last two years or so. But before we begin, let me just give you a quick, short background on Ken. Ken has experience as an executive professional of more than 25 years in the public and private accounting arenas, which includes working for a big five accounting firm. In his private roles, Ken has served as a chief financial officer, a controller, chief operating officer for both for-profit and not-for-profit corporations. Ken has also served on many non-profit boards. And prior to all of this, Ken was a service-connected United States Navy veteran of Desert Shield and Desert Storm. So with that, Ken, glad to have you back on the show today. Thanks, Andy. Always great to see you, and I'm glad we uh, connected back at that irrigation show in San Diego. Uh, That was great that you came up and we got to talk. I have a soft spot for new interventions, new things, new products, new ways of doing things, new ways of thinking about things. And so uh, just for all of you guys listening, I love going to the new product area of the IA show. And oftentimes there's not a lot of mm, like really cool stuff. But I did find uh, Ken's Grasshole system to be really neat. And uh, yeah, back on episode 62, you guys can listen to that story. You know, Ken, we've had some experience selling your product on Sprinkler Supply Store. And I'm curious just to kind of have you maybe give us an update on, you know, what has changed and maybe what you've learned over the last couple of years. Uh, obviously, as as I'm promoting through different venues and so forth, uh, sales sales have increased quite well, and hopefully double again this year. My strategy is to grow more of my online sales. I just came back from the National Home and Garden Show in Chicago. I have a lot of interest there, so we'll we'll see where that goes. Um, I got people talking about maybe white branding uh, grasshole instead of having grasshole on the sprinkler. It may say you know, ABC company, 
or whoever. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> in the process of building a new mold, which is good, uh, four cavity mold, which will produce products quicker and uh, bring down the cost of production as well. And, uh, mm-hmm. but I am fine. Can I ask you a question about that? Yes. You know, when you mentioned uh, making a new mold, how do you, number one, I'd like to know approximately if you're willing to share what that actually costs to do. But I think more importantly, how do you decide that you need a new mold? Well, I originally started out with an aluminum-based mold. The life life expectancy, uh, we probably surpassed uh, that with close to producing well over 100,000 units on that two-cavity aluminum mold. Where I'm going into a P20 steel mold, which I could produce millions without any issues. Aluminum, you start to get into the different materials of the aluminum, expanding contraction, and you may get some flanging stuff. So we are still currently using it. The four cavity mold will be ready in August and uh, we'll, we'll double the production and lower my costs there. And the big help is that now that we're out of COVID, we're starting to see the plastic prices come back down to normal at peak mm. i mean we're at three dollars a pound and that that's okay. that's now we're we're, we're uh you know two dollars a buck between a buck 60 and 210 per pound now which is more reasonable um but it, but it's hard to keep the prices down people are saying that's very expensive it's like well it's not made in china i, I can't produce mm-hmm. it for pennies on the dollar but you know, you're getting a quality product. It's not like you're mm-hmm. going to drop it and it falls apart on you. And you can clearly mm-hmm. see, you know, Andy, it's it's a good product versus some of the other stuff that's out on the market. Um, even the yeah. cement donut, you drop it, it's going to break. <laughs> yeah, what's interesting is we have uh, problems. How do I say this right? We actually have issues shipping the, you know, more cement style donuts because they break in transit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're very heavy, and it's surprising how often they actually break in transit, even when we try our best to package them safely and securely and padded and everything. They still, you know, one or two might break out of 20 that somebody orders, and it's just annoying. Uh, unless they're going to be ordering a pallet where you could secure it down, but if you're just sending one or two, you'd have to individually put them in bubble wrap to protect them. Because they're basically, yeah. I mean, um, nothing against you know the shipping, UPS, uh, US Post Office. Things are going to get dropped and kicked around and you know stacked incorrectly, and stuff is going to happen no matter how you protect them. I'd like, I'd love to know a little bit more about your manufacturing process if you're willing to share in terms of how many months out do you forecast? Do you make them on demand? Do you have minimum runs? Like what? I think it would be interesting to learn a little bit more about that process. So there are certain states that buy them all year round, 365 days a year. When there's other states north of the Mason-Dixon line, starting in October, there's really not much sales. So my minimum run is 10,000 units. Okay. And so we try to keep that inventory. And my manufacturer, okay, do a 10,000 run. What we may do is he'll shoot five, then shoot five in another week. Okay. This way to... Uh, he, he just moved to a new facility, so he's in the process, very big, putting more shelving in there. 
but we don't want to clog up his warehousing space with my inventory because it does cost money. Mm-hmm. Just like Amazon, yeah. Amazon charges you, if you ship too much there, they're going to charge you for inventory. Well, 10,000 units is, is a lot of units, you know, congratulations on even, you know, I don't know how many you've sold, but just the number 10,000 is uh, pretty significant for any brand new company. It, it adds up. And uh, there, there's a few people that are looking forward to buy 10 and 20,000 units. So we're just waiting for, just waiting for the proverbial check. Wow. And I'm not a expert on sprinkler protection. I really don't know much about it at all because, you know, sort of where I grew up in the industry, if you will, they weren't used that often. And I would love to just learn a little bit more about where, where you find success with the product so that maybe somebody listening, you know, could relate or learn something from you. You know, besides protecting against lawnmowers and lawn traffic, I mean, it serves another purpose. The tube keeps the sprinkler head from moving from one side to another. So it keeps it straight up and down. Um, sometimes in the soil, uh, you have a little leak there. The, the sprinkler head will move all the way to the left or all the way to the right. And the water's not going in the right places. And you're not a happy camper because it's actually coming onto your uh, porch or lanai. So, okay. Kind of just a stabilization then almost. Right. An and, um, yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there's any other better product on the market. It's not heavy like a cement donut. And I found, and this is where I created the product. You know, you, there's one and they sink. Then you throw another donut on top. That's good for another year or so. Then you, I had one sprinkler head that had three donuts on top of them. Two were all falling apart and crumbly. So, uh, I think, you know, cement has its purposes. It may not be for that for a long term. And uh, I think more with an ABS plastic like my product, it, it's going to stay in the ground. And you know what? It's hurricane tested now. Mm-hmm. None of them came out of the <laughs> ground <laughs> during the last hurricane we had here in southeast Florida. But that's that's nice because it has that little draft, so it, it will keep it in the ground. Well, and I wonder, too, if that uh, it's possible that the first sprinkler protection device like this maybe was made out of cement and that that's just the way that it's always been done. So that's why it's made out of that material, you know, versus somebody like yourself who's taken a new approach. Oftentimes people just, you know, make an, an evolution of a product versus like the revolution, mm-hmm. which is something new. And I, I think this might just be a good example of uh, they've always been a cement and that's just the way they were. I think you hit the nail on the head. Nobody ever really thought about, well, there, there are some other products out there, but it's like it's really just inhibiting the grass from growing over it or it's protecting the sprinkler head. It doesn't have the combination of everything like the grass hole does. And right. I don't think – and on top, there may be one or two that are close, but it does. they don't have the customization. They're round. Well, how do you cut it next mm-hmm. to my driveway or sidewalk and, mm-hmm. and get that custom – customization none of them have it they're all round and now i've seen some cement donuts now you could buy them half half circles but what about a three quarter what about a three quarter (laughs) or what about if it's a a one quarter that it's in the in the corner of your sidewalk and driveway how how do you get in there uh you need you need that pie shape you mentioned licensing how would you apply someone's brand to the grass hole with my new mold, I have, I'm going to do plates and I could actually put their name on it. 
ABC company, RFD, wh whatever the case may be. And that, that would okay. actually be part of the grass hole. It, it's contingent. Mm -hmm. I, I prefer, I like the grass hole name. So uh, with the licensing agreement, I mm -hmm. prefer to keep the grass hole name unless they want to white label it. And mm -hmm. like I said, so put ABC company. Those are all options. I'm not. You said there's a plate, so I, I was just curious whether you had to build an entire new mold. I'm, and I'm not familiar with this part of the manufacturing process. So it sounds like something that goes into the mold. Correct. Within the mold, you build a plate. So maybe it's two by three inches. It, it, it could be a blank plate. It could have grass hole made in the USA. It could have sprinkler supply store. As you uh, run. Depending on what you're, who you're running for. If you're running grass holes, you put the grass hole plate in there. If you're just going to run, mm -hmm. uh, ABC company, then you put their plate in there. So I want to have that option and not go back. I want it done up front and not have to go back and try to retrofit it after the fact. Let's say there's a contractor out there listening to this that's, you know, looking for ways to put their brand on the products that they install. Would you consider adding ABC contracting to the product? For, for we, we could actually we could actually pad print their names on there as well, uh, without having to even change my mold and uh, the way it currently is. So instead, I could still have Grasshole, and they could put their company ABC Landscape, and we could pad print those in there. That's not an issue whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So we met in 2021. What year did you start your business? Actually, was it? Uh, I went on the market in. Actually, in May of 2021. All right. So what's the first year? Are you, and if you're, you know, please don't say if you're not willing to share, but at this point, are you, have you recouped your investment that you put in to get it off the ground? I don't know if you ever recoup your investment. I, I put everything back into the company. I, I still have some uh, small f friends and family loan um, that I need to pay back, but for the most part, I have the assets to show for that. Um, I mean, I got a, that little... What, the one two cavity mold i mean that's fifty thousand, and uh i'm paying for this other one pretty much out of proceeds and so forth but you know going to all these trade shows i mean where does it come from it doesn't come from manna from heaven yeah i mean it adds yeah, no, up and, and I, I think it's interesting just to for you to share this and I, I thank you for for sharing that because people often have ideas i want to start this product i want to launch this company i want to do this thing and the more that we can hear from people like yourself that have done it and maybe, you know, how much it costs or how long it took to get the, you know, to recoup their investment or how long their plan is, all this kind of information, I think it's just helpful for other people that may have an idea for a new product that they want to bring to market. Well, and you got to take out the visions of grandeur aspect. And, you know, I could sell my product for this. You got to give away a lot of product. You got to give away a lot of products. So you, if you think you could come out of the gate selling at top-notch retail price, you know, good luck. Uh, it's not going to happen. You're going to need to discount your product. Even I discount my product, you know, 40, 50% to resellers. And, and you knew that. And sometimes I have to, I even lower my manufacturer, uh, uh, my current retail price and then give discounts off of that. And it's always about putting money back into the company. And then you, th and people don't even think about the marketing and the overhead. And now you got inventory expense. I mean, uh, the boxes you put the stuff in, the plot, the poly bags, um, the instructions and so on. So my thought is if, if you go into business and you're creating a product, 
do your research, and that's not including, you know, your patents. I got two. Uh, I got three registered trademarks. Then you, you know, you got to have a, some type of general liability insurance. That's that's fairly cheap, but um, you got to set up your corporation and you got to set up a website. And I could just go down and down the list. But you know, thank God I'm a bean counter, and I was able to f- got most of this done st- stuff done myself. Um, but you know, trademarks aren't cheap. Each trademark's mm-hmm. about fifteen hundred bucks, twelve to fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to spend time, and you're going to put a lot of your own sweat equity in. I haven't taken a dime out of my company. I always just put it back in. Yes, I pay other people, um, but at the end of the day, is you know, um, I'm hoping somebody comes and just buys my product and all, all the stuff, or has the licensing agreement. That's the mm-hmm. game. But you're going to put you know two to five years in there, easy. Uh, for you even get recognized but yeah at that time you know it's the marketing dollars i need to be seen as on tv and all those good things and they want you know twenty thirty thousand dollars for those things where all my videos i shot in the front of my house using my iphone my illustrator shot them i mean mm-hmm. i like more genuine it is real and here it is this is this mm-hmm. is me this is my product plus i support so many veteran organizations on top of that I mean, the SRQ vets, the 941 vets, the Veteran Ranch, which I'm a board member of, Heal Corp, where I got guys over at doctors and nurses in Ukraine. Then, of course, the near and dear is the Joey Powers Leukemia Project, which is a, a lacrosse thing, and, and the Sarasota BMX track, which I helped bring them to the next level by getting funding from Sarasota County. My God, it must be 15 years ago. Yep, but it's a wow. beautiful track. It's a beautiful track. I don't ride anymore, wow. but it's, it is a beautiful track. So it's a labor. All of this is a labor of love. If you don't like the product, your idea, or having fun along the journey, <laughs> it, starting a product or a company is probably not for you. I'm just trying to make a quality product made in America, and that's where we all need to go back to is made in America. Well, I think um, as we wrap up, Ken, <laughs> I would love to just hear from you. If you have any sort of um, – uh, words of wisdom for those listening that want to start their own business or their own product, or if there's somebody out there listening that could help you, you know, what would be your wish for the next, you know, six months or year for your business? You know, I'm always looking for a hand up with my product to get it to the next level. And I'm always looking to give a hand up to those who need a hand up uh, in, in building their business. Um, don't give up. Don't give up. If you believe in your product, it'll work. You just got to hang in there despite how many storms you encounter, you will get through it. If you have faith in yourself, you just keep moving that product forward. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. Trust me. I thought mine was. I had visions of grandeur that I'd be one and done. And here I am, what, two and a half years later, two years and two months. But you know what? What keeps you revigorated is you're selling. You're selling products, maybe not at the level you want. But you got to keep going and you got to put your boots on the ground. You got to put your boots on the ground every day. And it's not easy. It's not. Trust me. It is not easy some days. Thank you for sharing that. Great words of wisdom. Appreciate that. Thank you, Andy. And thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for giving us an update and keep up the good work. We'll talk on the other thing. (laughs) Sounds good. Thanks, Ken.